Hey everyone, and welcome to the Thrive 24 podcast. Today we are joined by a member of my coach's coaching team and fellow online coach, um, Dan White. If you want to find him, you can find him on Instagram at danwhitept. Let's get into it. I actually had a call um, with someone the other day and mm-hmm. he heard... So obviously once I'd explained how much my coach my coaching cost, he then brought up, he was like, oh, but he's like, that's a bit expensive. So I was like, what are you comparing this to? Yeah. And he goes, Oh, well, there's a PT by by where I live who does hybrid coaching um for 80 pounds a month. And so I explained to him what the difference would be. And I could said, I could talk all day about that, by the way. Yeah, well, l- literally, like he was saying, um, he had said to me, "Okay, I I'm gonna go for that high because he messaged me later on." So mm-hmm. I just thought I want to speak my mind, be completely honest, and I said, "Well, I said number one, if you buy it on price." First, thing, uh, first things first, that you're probably going to have to find another coach in the future. Also, if a coach who is doing sessions as well as online coaching is charging less than what I am charging, I said, number one, he doesn't value his time, doesn't value his program or service, and doesn't have the belief in actually getting you the desired result that you do want. Um, and then I also said that, you know, you for him to make a living he would have to have hundreds of clients yeah and that'd mean you're just another number yeah um and i think that works quite well into how in number one how important coaching is rather than like one-off plans or hybrid coaching or even personal training right what, what are your thoughts on it all yeah, I'm the same. I you gotta look at it like this. If you're charging such a low price, first of all, have you ever heard of the saying you pay peanuts, you get monkeys? Right. Number one. Necessarily doesn't mean that they're like I don't always think the case is is that they're a bad coach. I think it's more to the point of like personally, if 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 I was seeing somebody charge so low in my head maybe more now because I know about it, but it would like let me know that like you're not putting yourself through extra like courses and development. How can you afford it? Because like, well, you you can't (laughs) is the simple answer to it. Um, Also as well, I think that you're right. You're another number. You're going to get lost in translation, but I also feel like, the less you pay somebody, the less time that they're going to assign to you. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it in a way as well, that like for somebody to relatively, and I'm throwing out rough numbers here, for us to take care of their nutrition, their training, their lifestyle, you know, any supplementation re- recommendations, just their health in general, £1,200 a year really is nothing. Like you compare it to buying one iPhone. Yeah. That's twelve hundred right there. Yeah. Right? So that's what I kind of compare it to. I think you you as well as not just like 
the fact that they would have to have so many clients. I also then think on behalf of the client themselves, if I'm being brutally honest, the clients that have got the best results with me are the people who have paid, who have paid the most. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes that gets overlooked, yeah. you know, oh yeah, but I charge, well, the cl- it's, it's a funny situation, isn't it? The client will come. Because as well, like you have to think of it as well, like we're providing, we're providing a service and not a product. I think that's what gets lost in translation. Yeah. Like, well, I'd, I'd say we're providing a result, not even yeah. a service. So think about it like this: like if I was to walk into a shop, and this iPhone costs twelve hundred, and then I was to walk into another shop, and then the iPhone costs say six hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously going to, and it's the same product. There's no like gimmicks or a fake Chinese replica or whatever. Fine, I don't mind paying the 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 half for the for the other yeah. iPhone. But like you have to think of if somebody's providing you with coaching, accountability, support in some sort of way. I'd want to make sure that I want the best of that, not the cheap down discounted version. If that makes sense. What 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 do you think changes between people's mindsets? Because in my mind, is always I've always been taught from a young age is that you you want to be paying the most, or you know you pay for what you get basically. I think we just live in an age where like there is so much discount on everything, and people are are always trying to find a bargain or a deal. So, you know, they kind of like almost seek it out. Like it used to be like, oh, you know, if we get a deal, fine, sure. But like people will always try and find the best deal. Even with like holidays, like how can we find the cheapest flights? How can we find the cheapest hotels? How can we find, you know, the cheapest car rental? So I think it's just ingrained, especially in the UK. They're really bad for trying to find a deal on everything. And they don't necessarily, I think the mindset switch that needs to happen is just because you're getting a deal on price doesn't necessarily mean in the long run, if you're going to have to buy the top product anyway, you've not saved any money. You end up spending more money. You end up spending more, exactly. You know, by the time, like, for example, in this person's case, is that, as I said, if someone is doing sessions on top of, say, doing a coaching service with that for Mm -hmm. this amount of £80 a month, that is going to be he's not earning anything out of that literally 80 pound a month for sessions as well blows my mind as soon as I heard, so, okay. yeah, go so you, you have to think of it like this as well this is coming from somebody that was a floor pt for you know eight seven eight years like yeah. it'll get to the point where he will do the session because that's the face-to-face thing that the client i suppose values the most at the moment but when it comes to doing any home stuff they will try and get out of it. They'll be like, oh, you know, like uh, I thought I had time for it or, you know, like things got away with me and I just didn't have time. And it was just kept getting pushed back and pushed back until the last second of when it can actually be done and then it will be done. The only reason I'm saying this is because I used to do it. Yeah. And it's a big, big mistake I used to make. And it wasn't even so much that like I did hybrid coaching because that wasn't really a thing, but I used to offer a plan and a nutritional plan along with mm. your sessions um and i used to put it off until the last second like i would literally until you were like 
four or five sessions in and a block of 10, I would be like, oh, okay, here's your meal plan now. Yeah. And I'd just blag my way through it. So, like, you kind of have to think about, like, what do you want versus what are you going to get? And is that important to you? Because you, they're you know, two different things. Do you know what you just said is actually such a good point? <clears throat> you just got me thinking about back when I was doing one-to-one PT. And, mm-hmm. you know, when a new client joined and you have, I'd go home at like 10 at night and then I'd have to get the laptop out and I'd be like half ass making plans, um, sending out the same plans to everyone. Yes. Um, you, know, you have this, I'm just going to whack it on this amount of calories. And I'm not bothered about checking anything. It's yeah. difficult. You can't realistically, if you're a, if you're a one-to-one personal trainer, it is, you can't make both work. It's... You think about it as well. If you're doing 50 floor sessions, which I have done before yeah. in one week, you have zero time to be checking if people are... This is where you start like doing a cut and paste job. Yeah. One person's plan to another. And then like maybe they say, oh, I don't like this. So you take out carrots and you change it for broccoli or whatever, or you change a meat for a meat. Like It's very low maintenance work because you just don't have the time to be doing it. It's something that I feel is wrong because people have charged so low before and it's caused us to do that. Whereas I feel like if everyone was kind of on the same page, then this sort of thing wouldn't happen. Yeah. I think there's just just a, quite a bit of stupid competition <clears throat> in general when it comes to yeah. PTs and things, you know, it's crazy when you think about it, you know, the stories that I could delve into I remember one time I was teaching a class because part of my role when I was a one-to-one PT for the first two for the first about year and a half I was also teaching classes mm-hmm. and um, a new personal trainer came in and he was told to come and watch my class to watch how I do it um, mm-hmm. and by the way I used to have area managers come in and give me the most utmost praise for my classes and how because I wanted everyone's form on point, technique on point. It, it annoyed me to see people not progressing as well. So I always remember there was one particular client and she would always go and grab the lighter kettlebell. And I'm like, you can do more than that. I, 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 you can do more than you did last week. But yeah. he, he came over and halfway through me um, doing the class, he starts jumping in and getting involved and telling people what to do. And I'm just like, there's... Number one, there's levels to this. And number two is that this is my class and I would never do that to someone else. And it just felt to me as then it was just that I was brought into that world of just competition. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, the other people working there, the other PTs ended up as like my best friends. And it, we were helping each other get better at all of it, all of these things. Um, that also then ended up with us um, <laughs> having a fight in the back office and him storming out and never coming back again. But... <laughs> Um, it it is yeah right. It's like it just become a bit of a competition based service. But I think one thing I do want to go into is well, what do you think is the main difference between hiring a one to one personal trainer and having actually joining a online coach? So just in my experience now, I think it's it's starting to change. But like when back when I first started you paid for your session you paid for the 60 minutes 45 minutes whatever it was 30 minutes and on top of that you were expected to do a meal plan uh 
for example, I remember this being worked out for me a couple of years ago. For every one hour client you get per week, there is required 45 to 60 minutes of additional planning, meal planner, workout planner, whatever, right? But you were only getting paid the 60 minutes. So essentially, each client was working, you were working, well, let's say for easy numbers, two hours a week you were spending on each client, but you're only getting paid for one hour. So then the industry took the shift as to be like, well, how can we close that gap? You either say you're going to do it and not do it, or we charge you more. Some went down the route of charging more. Some people couldn't because of the, you know, the area that they lived in. And, you know, you have to take a look at like who your sort of clientele is as well. If you're in a pure gym, you maybe can't afford to do things like charge them more because the clientele genuinely are paying lower because they don't earn as much. Whereas if you worked at things like a David Lloyd, you could, I suppose you could afford to charge more if you were self-employed by David Lloyd, which is impossible to get by the way. Um, so the two hours, they needed to figure out how can we get back to one hour? And in my experience, they just turned to the thing and said, right, you will get X, Y, and Z. And then they only provided the sessions. Mm-hmm. The difference with an online coach, and this is only because I've been introduced to this world now, is that we pay more particular attention to the other, is it 264 hours are in a week? Uh, 100, 164, uh, sorry? 165. 165. Think, or 164, one of them, yeah. So you pay so let's do a turn for my math is horrendous by the way yeah sorry 168 so that one hour that you spend working with a floor pt in the gym in the grand scheme of your whole journey won't make a difference yeah you know you might make acute strength and fitness gains but in terms of your fat loss which is you know 99 percent of my clients are um, it won't make a difference. It's the other 167 hours that I pay more particular attention to. And that's the, the difference. I feel uh, in PTs, it is a dog-eat-dog world. It is cutthroat. You know, people are stealing clients. And I've had many incidences where I've had clients taken, uh, taken off me. Um, I've worked in a pure gym myself um, where it very much is like every man's out for themselves and they pack trainers into it as well. I'm not talking about like there's three or four trainers, like the peer gym I worked at when I first started working had 22 trainers in it, right? Yeah. 22 trainers is a lot to compete with. Guys that had been there for years and have built up a client base. and So it's difficult. So you need to figure out how to use your time better. And I feel like the way that people use their time better is not actually concentrating on the client. They do their hour, fine, cool. But then after that, they have to think, how can I deal with the next person? The next person, because if you see eight people in a day, that's eight hours gone. Whereas I can deal with eight people in an hour maybe not an hour, maybe it will take me a bit longer. But like, if I'm just taking a brief look at things, yeah, an overhaul of your week, you know, it might take 15, 20 minutes to really go in and really make sure your calories are on check, your sleep's been on point, your hydration's at a high level. You pretty much are just 
doing what you said you were going to do and what we set out to do. And then I can relay that information back to you in like a couple of minute voice note or a couple of minute loom and get you on track much quicker. And I can do that as, you know, really quickly. Whereas a PT on the floor won't do that for you. Yeah. They just won't. They will come, they will teach you how to deadlift, but they won't look at what else is going on. Yeah. I think I think that's the biggest thing that people miss when you are looking, when you are thinking about, you know, you want to lose weight, you want to get stronger, you want to be in shape. They always then think, oh, well, the one-to-one PT is seems to be like the only way of doing things. I think now, especially because of COVID, it got more introduced that online coaching yeah. is the thing that a lot of people actually do need. Even mm-hmm. when I was working as a one-to-one, I did have an online um, service as part of that, but I found it unbelievably difficult, as you said, and I had to increase my prices a hell of a lot when I was working as a one-to-one PT, near enough mm-hmm. to about £65 a session if you wanted to count it as sessions for me to be able to spend enough time on that client to make sure that they are getting results. Yeah. When it sounds terrible sometimes, it's always talking about money, 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 but it makes a big difference because it means that that person can value your time and look after you better. Instead mm-hmm. of if you have a session that is 20 up 25 pound, what makes you think that one-to-one personal trainer is going to go home and give their all to make sure that you get to where you want to be? They're not. It's, it's just how it works because if you're, for example, if I take it back to quite or near the start, I had 26 clients. I was doing one-to-one with 26 clients, some of them doing up to three sessions a week. Uh-huh. I had zero time. I was in the gym at six in the morning for my for my clients. I had a break between about 12 and two, and then I'd be there till the gym closed at 10. And mm-hmm. I... If you asked me if I do that 12 or two that I want to be doing any sort of client work, not a chance. I wanted to train and eat. If mm-hmm. I get home, it's 10 o'clock. My eyes on the way home driving were closing. There was not, mm-hmm. not an opportunity. So then the only time I had really off was like maybe a Friday. And do you think I want to be doing work on my day off on a Friday? Not a chance. Yeah. So put me in the shoes of every other personal trainer that you might be thinking of going towards. Mm-hmm. The whole point of having coaching is that it's more than just looking at, it's more than just a one session thing. You're actually going in depth on that person's life to make them a better person. Altogether in my coaching, it is to help people perform at their best, to thrive, to, you know, become thriving from in your career, in your social life, in your relationships. I've got, clients in my program who have had multiple raises, multiple promotions. That doesn't happen from just coming to meet a one-to-one PT. It all happens from the daily habits, the discipline being taught, the self-sufficiency, allowing someone to actually learn more by them being able to do it by themselves. And like common objections that I always get as well, what do I do about form? How do I know if my form's good? Well, it's simple with online coaching. You get form feedback. All you have to do is film yourself in the gym. Literally as simple as that. And I think that there's, I think one-to-one PT, I know a lot of people say, oh, one-to-one PT is still a big thing. It is still a big thing, but I really do think that a lot of people are catching on now to realizing that online coaching is the thing that's actually going to get them the results, especially Mm -hmm. when majority of my clients have actually had personal trainers before. 
I think, you know, what's like important to sort of realize is that like, for me, I, I, unless you're a top athlete, right? Or you're bottom of the pile and you really don't know anything. Right? You're a total beginner because I don't, I don't, I don't tend to work with beginners online because I do feel like they need a bit of extra support in the gym. So those sort of clients, you know, if they if they were to tell me they want to work with a with a with a face to face trainer, you know, I wouldn't be heartbroken about it because I maybe do feel like it would benefit them a bit better. For somebody that's been going to the gym for years, and you know, feels like they need a PT because of motivation, I feel like is the reason why you need to get an online coach because you obviously have more you need to address that the one to one PT isn't doing. Um because they're not actually coaching you through the process of how to make a transformation. Because a transformation isn't just a squat, a deadlift, and a bench, or a bicep curl. It's, you know, much more granular than that. It's, right, if you, if you want to talk, like, geeky biomechanics of things for workouts, like, are they going into that with you? Are they helping you with setup? Because, yeah, whilst... In a busy gym, I, I have been guilty of not coaching to the best of my ability because of, you know, X, Y, Z. I can see people behind me, especially in commercial gyms are the worst for this, people waiting on to get on bits of kit. You know, if you're seen to talking to your client too much, you're not seen as pushing them enough because, you know, they're not crawling out of the gym or they're not walking out spewing or whatever. Whereas, like, if you were to send me a video of your whatever lift it is, let's just say squat, I would be able to look at it and spend time actually being like, right, Jal, your knees are not tracking far enough over your toes. That's why you're getting a butt wink at the bottom or your depth isn't good, but you're not sitting enough into your hips because of X, Y, Z, blah, blah. I'm able to give a more detailed feedback on one lift because yeah. I can take the extra time to do that. And then we can set a time and be like, right, I know, for example, I've done your programming uh, and I know you've got squatting every Monday, so I know to expect a video every Monday from you. And we can see the incremental improvements now. That is where the step and the layer of coaching goes for training. Same goes for nutrition. What are you doing for nutrition? Oh, I'm hitting the calories, blah, blah, blah. I'm not losing weight. Okay, so one thing I would do is I would go and I would actually look and see your food sources. And I would start to question, like, is this actually 100 grams of, oh, I don't know, potatoes or um, rice that you're having or are you just taking the portion size because when you scan a packet it will put in a portion size yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that you're eating said portion size and then i'd coach you on that i'd coach you on trying to maximize fitness my fitness pal a little bit better but what do you do somebody turns around and says to you i don't want to track calories you then have to have a backup there whereas i don't feel that like that are the things of the transformation that go into it and I just I'm not buying like if you're for PT and you're paying for my time for an hour that they're going into that detail when they go home I just I'm just not buying it especially when you have like because I know trainers some trainers that like for myself as well like I had I think my top ever was 32 clients I was doing 52 gym hours a week um, and it was very chaotic I wasn't having time to do any I used to pay somebody else to do um some programs for me because I just had too much 
And that's unless you're working with a full team that do that, which is highly unlikely in the UK. You know, PTs are not that big in terms of they don't have a team of like 15 other trainers that can do programs for them and whatever. Um, and you have to remember that like the floor PT is just like us. You know, they have to do their own marketing, their own social media. They have to find a way to get new clients in on top of working eight back-to-back hours a day. Like, I'm just not buying it. I, I don't see how they could be doing that in the background. 100%. And I, th- I think it is normally the, I've talked about this before, it's the natural progression is that normally if you're a really good one-to-one personal trainer, you become a full-time online coach. That is the na- natural progression when it comes to it. I don't, and this is the thing as well, I personally don't think PT is dead. I don't think it ever will be. I just think it's for certain specific groups of people, like top, top athletes, which then you don't even really take it as a PT. It turns into either like a strength and conditioning yeah, coach. I was about to say, or... it's, it's more of an actual coach, yeah, more of a yeah. in-person coach, I'd say more yeah. than, uh, and that, and why is that though? Because if you're a top professional athlete, you're not paying twenty pound for a session. No, you're you're no. paying an unbelievable extreme amount of money. An hour. E- easily, yeah. e- I'd probably even say more. Um, yeah. for that, and then that then coach would then go into detail of, oh, well, let's how can we get performance better here? What can we do here? Mm-hmm. And they all spend time outside. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't think it is. It's it's dead. I think online coaching is booming because people understand the value in it. You know, otherwise yeah. I, I wouldn't have clients who have had, I've had clients in my program who've had three, four personal trainers in the past and never got to where they want to be. And now, mm. they're, now they're in un- unbelievably good positions and some of them haven't even seen me in person. Yeah. You know, I and know. that that's, um, if I didn't show you the value of what, say, it would offer, then I don't know what would. But yeah, I think also in regards to um, coaching in general, what has coaching done for you, do you think? So obviously you've been through quite a big journey. What would, what would you say it has helped you achieve? Yeah, so it's a very, very interesting question. Uh, and, you know, I think... The first thing I, I, I got to say is that coaching actually helped me get out of a massive hole. Um, I, I, you know, was very overweight for years, but I always, the problem was, yes, I was overweight, but I was still quite relatively fit in terms of my, my actual like fitness. Like I could run, I could lift weights, I could do judo, I could do sports. I was always like a dab hand in sports. So I was always thrown into fucking sports teams and after schools clubs and whatever, where they did all these different kinds of sports. So like, you know, I might've been the fat boy, but like I was the fat boy that was very good at like rugby because you couldn't take me down. I was the fat boy that was good in badminton because I could stand and take control of the center of the court. Um, so although looks wise, I was big. I didn't match my sort of, ability to be able to still play sports now obviously there comes a point because yes I was unfit like I remember doing my first pair of 5k uh, with the judo group and uh, I finished like 25 or 26 minutes after the last person mm. so usual 5k time is about 30 minutes I finished it in 55 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, and after it, I was so floored that it was meant to be a warm up before the session. I had to go home because I was just totally gassed, right? So coaching for me just allowed me to in better shape because when I first started this, I was young, I wanted girls and I just wanted to get in better shape. And that's what I did. I didn't realize that there's like more to it. Mm-hmm. I've made a, I've made a career out of it now. I've, I've made a job, which was never really my intention. My intention was to do other things in this world. But now I feel like it's given because I've gotten the gift of doing it for my and I don't necessarily believe that just because you've got yourself in shape that gives you authority or a sort of warrant to tell other people what to do. But when I started coaching and I was able to pass on the knowledge and wisdom and the techniques and methods that I had taught to others, I then was like, okay, this is what I was meant to be doing. And I suppose coaching for me allowed me to do that. Now, you might necessarily be thinking like, I don't want to be a coach, so I don't really need it. The confidence that it's given me to do it is worth the money alone in itself because it's quite a big step up to do anything. Coaching, go for a new promotion, um, you know, maybe change career. Maybe a change career is something you want to do. Yeah. It all takes confidence. And I think the biggest thing for me is coaching allowed me to take the step. I was already in a coaching role, so it was, it, it, you know, it was, it was the next progression for me anyway, but it gave me progression to go fully in because, like, not many people know, but, like, I went into my boss and was like, I'm unhappy with where I'm at. I, I was the same as you, Jal. Like, I was a PT, but I did free classes. Um, I still did gym hours and programs all because uh, it's subsidized a rent payment essentially um, and I wasn't getting any clients from it uh, it was waste taking up too much time I was being asked to do too much out with and then I just had enough and I was like I don't like doing this stuff anymore so what can I do and she was like well I can charge you 650 pounds rent a month yeah um how many clients do you have and I was like none she was like mm, is that really a good idea you know, like you, you earn a base salary from us, you know, like, is this a good idea? And I was like, look, if I don't make this change, I won't ever take the step up. So she was like, okay, let's give it a trial for three months. And if it doesn't work, then you can go back to doing what you were doing before. And I made it my absolute hardest to make it work. And I did, I was fully booked within like five weeks because I was finally be able to put myself out there, like, you know, in ways that you wouldn't think is possible. Like I would wait for you to, so I would be the first person to turn up to the gym. Bear in mind, a floor PT makes their own hours. So I would turn up at half five to scan your card to do a receptionist job, to scan your card, see your name and be like, oh, hey, Jal, how's it going? Like, yeah. what are you into train today? And you'd be like, oh, I'm just in to do a bit of cardio before work. I then come and see you upstairs and be like, right, how much time have you got? And you'd be like, oh, well, I've only been to run because I've only got 30 minutes. I'd be like, I've got something better we can do in 30 minutes. Come with me. Bish, bosh, bosh, through the grapevine, signed up a client. That takes quite a lot of confidence to do. Yeah. And it takes quite a lot of work ethic as well. And that's what coaching has done for me. It's allowed me to be confident. It's allowed me to have a higher work ethic and be just a bit more ambitious. 
and in the background i've just managed to get in good shape from doing it and that's been the bonus i think as well that also plays a part into what you said of you have to also put things on the line as well i think that is something that it can convert into say when a client does join you're putting your time on the line you're putting your money on the line same as how me and you were in a similar situation where you had to put it on the line of paying for me. It was £495 rent a month. You, it was 600 odd rent a month. Sometimes you need that sort of fire up your ass to make sure you make things successful. And I think that works in regards to getting in shape as well. I think that if, if you are willing to invest X amount of money, that's going to make you make sure you do what needs to be done. If there's no sort of real consequence, so the consequence for you is if, if you didn't get into shape or if you didn't get into get clients, you would be, you'd have no money. You'd probably end up homeless. You'd yeah. probably uh, end up on universal credit. <laughs> but I think when, when you have that sort of real consequence in place, and this is something that I actually learned off, I was watching a podcast of Andrew Huberman, and he was saying that it's actually been known as a, um, people will get more results if they have an actual consequence rather than a desired result. So, for example, not the goal of, you know, oh, I'm excited to see how confident I'll be when I've lost 30 pounds. Instead, it's more of, well, what happens if I stay where I am right now for the next 30 years? That consequence is going to be more important and mm-hmm. is going to make you actually adhere to exactly everything that needs to be done whereas the other goal is kind of like uh well it doesn't matter if i don't hit it because i'm always just here so yeah i think that makes sense in that case as well and you know even for me you know i through i'd say i did when i very first started i did have a personal trainer but that's i didn't know online coaching even existed back in them days mm-hmm. when i first started it was when i first started in the gym it would have been about 2017 um yeah, maybe even twenty end of twenty sixteen, um, and for me, as like, I didn't know there was no such thing as an online coach, and only now I realize how much more value I should have been given by my PT or by my coach at that yeah. time. Same. But at least I was given some sort of I was given very basic guidance, but I think it was more the fact of I had the innate desire to make sure that this I was going to get to where I wanted to be no matter what was going to happen and you know she didn't teach me a a dramatic amount just how to use some machines uh sent me over some dodgy meal plans that I never listened to um whereas now moving forward I can see such a big difference and I always say to my say in my content and say to clients I wish that I had me at the start of my journey because my journey would would have been much quicker. My yeah. my main weight loss took me around about up to coming up to about three years. And that was me having a PT, then not having a PT for a while, me having to train on my own for a while, me just trying to do things on my own. My food was me buying um me buying salads and me making food at home that I didn't even check the calories of, really. Um yeah. So I did. I still lacked so much knowledge, and it wasn't until I actually started going in depth on how to actually become a better coach was that there's so much that goes into it as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, like 
for me personally, I think, and, and you know, I have had clients sign up before that have been on like welfare benefits or, or, you know, universal credit or whatever. But I feel that like the clients that are most, um, stretching themselves financially to do something like this genuinely get the better results yeah. because they think to themselves this has to work for me because i'm putting things on the line and yes. you know for me like my first pt i got a pt you know he his version of programming was take a notebook and pen with you and just note the things we're doing as we're going along he was that lazy that he didn't actually send me anything out of the session. He was like, if you want to memorize the exercises, he was like, we're going to do a workout that I know in my head, but you're going to have to write it down on a pen and piece of paper. But you didn't know, you didn't know any better. No. That's that's such an important point, I think, when people actually don't know because you've never had an experience before, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. whether it be coaching, whether it be PT, you don't know what you're going to get. So you don't know what is good, what is not good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem that I that personally I see the most, and you know, I do sales calls all the time, consultation calls, and it's when a, a potential client says to me, "Oh, I think I just need somebody next to me." Um, I think I need a face to face PT. So then, my question to that would be like, right, Jal, what it what is it you exactly want to do? You will say to me, weight loss, get in great shape, blah, 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 right? And I will say to you, right, so you have just discussed the defined result that you want, right? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how does it matter how you get there? To you personally, how does it matter? And then they say, "Mm, not really. And I'm like, well, why do you think you need a four PT then? Well, I feel like I just need somebody to keep me motivated because I know that I'll give up. Then I'll say to them, do you think I will let you give up? Just because I'm not physically standing next to you, counting your reps. Like, that doesn't mean to say that, like, I'll let you give up. And I think people don't really realize is that, like, one thing I've noticed with online, the big, big difference is online coaching and floor PT is, like, a floor PT will never check in on you out with a session they will check up to make sure you're coming to your session because if you don't come to the session and it's within you know the cancellation period they get no money whereas they will check if you are coming that they won't check up on you they won't really they might say hey how are you how are you getting on but then you know like if you say oh dan i'm really struggling to hit my protein levels they will say something like, oh, just remember that question and take it with you on Thursday. And it's Friday evening, right? So they've got to wait a whole week, essentially, for you to tell them, have more chicken, have more meat, have more eggs, have more fish. When essentially, if you were to say that to me, I have resources and things I've made for my clients, infographics that I've made based on you know, my own protein intake and what it looks like in a day and the exact places you can extract it from, the exact amount of protein and the calories as well if you really care about them. Like, 
I would send you that straight away and I would talk you through it. I'd be like, right, for me, who's a busy person, and by me, I'm, I'm, I'm making somebody up here. <laughs> so yeah. me, who's a busy person that doesn't have time to meal prep for three, four meals a day, this is what I have. I make sure my breakfast is filled with X amount of this and X amount of that. You know, my lunch has to be filled with chicken breast, blah, blah, blah. I have two scoops away in the afternoon to up my protein because I don't have time to prepare another meal. That's the difference between me as an online coach and me as a trainer. And, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I did, I did it. If I, if you were to leave your session and then message me an hour later being like, Oh, I forgot to ask that question of like how to up my protein. I'd be like, take it with you next week and we'll discuss it. That's a week of gains lost because you can't be bothered or you would point them in the direction of a food list, which is not wrong. It just doesn't, talk you through the process of how to act like you're giving me a list of foods what, like what, a shopping you, list you you've once again reminded me so there's many you know funny times when i was working in in the gym because for me it was always i wanted more when i was one-to-one i wanted more i was putting in hours whilst i was in the gym on my laptop making my online coaching service whilst working and you know, even simple things as my clients would have their plan. And before I had set up all the online service, I was going around with a notebook, writing down all their lifts, giving it to them so that when they went into their sessions, they knew what they then had to lift, things like that. And I was putting in so much work. And eventually, so there was this uh, main, uh, one of the area managers is coming in. He was like, we're going to do a build your business course for personal trainers from all around the country. You're all going to come mm-hmm. into the Everlast gym in Aintree, um, which I was the one I was working at that specific one. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get all of them from around the country. We're all going to come in. We're going to sit in the class and we're all going to discuss how to build your business. And I jump into that. And after a couple of, you know, maybe 20 minutes and I've answered all the questions. The main the guy, and there's maybe about 20 of us in there. The main guy guy goes to me. He's like, you should be taking the, you should be teaching this course. And I was like, and I was like, isn't that mental that I came here to try and learn. And I'm the one who's now being told that I could be teaching it. And the, it, it opened my eyes because at that point I was maybe only charging around about 30 odd pound per session because I thought that was just the industry standard that I had to set with. And seeing it in a room of 20 personal trainers and someone who was trying to coach us, and I was looking around and I was seeing all these people, and I was thinking, how am I here? I I was like, one of the girls, she used to set, in regards to nutritional value, nutritional value to give to clients, she was telling them about Mm -hmm. the... Um, the portion plate thing, you know, the thing that you probably learned when you're about 12 years old of where mm-hmm. 30 a plate should look like protein. I, th- I was like, how yeah. are you doing? And she's like, that's the, that, that's the only knowledge I give. And I'm, and, and, and I'm sat there like shaking, thinking what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And, and then the, and at that point I was, um, I had access to all of my clients, my fitness pals. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday I'd, I'd, scan through everyone's my fitness pal message them what's going on with food what's going on with your calories you know all that and then i jump into this room and i'm like mad 
you know, 20 personal trainers, and some of them were PTs for excess of 20 mm-hmm. years. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, and then I remember I was I got pulled to the side by this guy later on because I was asking him more questions because I wanted to learn about more because I knew he, he had trained Olympic athletes before. So I was like, oh, teach me, teach me more. And yeah. he, he was like, you're going to do amazing. You're going to be, you know, because, because why? Because I wanted to always learn more. And I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that gets lost even with one-to-one personal trainers that they're just not asked. They just yeah. don't care. You know, when I was working in my in my private gym, I remember clients coming in and their PTs going to them, oh, is you, how's your food been? And she's like, oh, I haven't really tracked. He's like, oh, make sure you track next week. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, I, and I'm just like, I was just stood next to them and me and my client are just like, what is going on? And And not just that, I could get in a big rant over it all, but even one-to-one personal trainers, a lot of them don't even know how to teach form correctly either. So, you know, I had a client of mine um, and this is probably in a, maybe a like seventh, eighth session with me. And she was going, Jaleel, they're doing that completely wrong. This is a a relatively new client. It's being able to see someone who's been training with someone for years still do an exercise wrong. And it, it, at one point it got that bad in, in that specific gym that I just really blared everything out. I didn't really talk to anyone. Yeah. I, I kind of just blared everything because it used to make me angry and I, it shouldn't have done because if anything, that is just maybe an insecurity on my behalf or maybe mm-hmm. my business wasn't running as well as it should have, especially because I knew how much value I offered and how much I gave to people. Yeah. But I just tried to just avoid it because I was like, there's no point in getting frustrated over something that's outside of my control. But I think it also frustrated me because I think back to the Jaleel that was, you know, 17 years old, over 20 stone, really struggling, really, you know, just just wanted some proper help to make sure I was doing everything right. I love to do things perfect and I want to be told how to do things right. And I was going to be spending my hard-earned money. A lot of people work really, really hard in comparison to what we work for money. Yeah. Some people really, you know, some people are working two jobs and they're coming in and spending their money on someone that's not giving them the service that they deserve. It, it should be it's yeah. borderline, borderline criminal to be doing that to people. Definitely. And this is why, like, I do believe there is, like, a massive distrust in the, in the industry. And I think, like, you know, I don't want to bash on certain types of person trainers, but, like, I used to work with PTs that, were so deep into a competition prep that they were moody, hooed up during sessions, sitting on bits of kit because they were so lethargic and tired. Like, if I'm giving you £45 an hour, I want you to be standing next to me, making me feel like I'm VIP, you know? And this is, you know, kind of what goes on in the fitness industry that is, like, the more taboo side of things. Is like, are you paying a piece? ET just on based on how they look or have you done your research to actually see like do they actually know their stuff and are they getting results because it's like that with anything really I feel that like if I was going to buy a home I would do research on the area and the transportation to and from the area 
the ground that it's built on is it susceptible to like floods um and and bad storms and then we look at like the house price range you know like i'm just reeling off shit with things here but like there's a lot i would do research into if i'm going to be spending a couple hundred pounds a month on someone because essentially you're buying into the person really i would make sure will i get along with them do they share common interests you know um, values values are the same you know am i gonna see results from them do they have any form of results because i would never i see these bodybuilders getting clients and i'm like how is sally who just wants to cut some weight still enjoying the things that she loves doing how is she going to ross who is a 130 kilo meathead steroid user like i just don't understand how that's there, like there's no, there's no sort of connection there yeah it's because like he can't talk about problems that she has bodybuilders sure he can talk about like maybe a steroid cycle or you know the fact that like he's carb cycling around his workouts like that's yeah base I, I, I think people need to stay in their lane in regards to when it comes to stuff like that you can yeah. only help a previous version of yourself that mm-hmm. does not mean that can be male or female. For example, I can coach someone who is over 20 stone. Mm-hmm. I can coach someone who is heavily obese. Mm-hmm. I can also then coach people throughout my journey on people who want to put on a lot of muscle, people who want to put on size, people who want to yeah. get in the shape of their life. I do, I can do that. When it comes to say, if you've only been known as maybe being where we went from skinny to bodybuilder, well, how are you going to help a 40-year-old woman drop four to eight, four to eight stone? You're not. That's the thing. It's going to be difficult for you to understand the issues that they're going through. But also at yeah. the same time, I think now when it comes to it, I think a lot of research, if I was to, and, you know, even um, I had a client recently and she had actually fully researched every single thing about me mm-hmm. she was in my so I, I had a free weight loss group which realistically I don't really jump into anymore because my audience has changed over time and the people that I want to serve has changed but she saw me in there she then spent months reading my content you know asking her son make you know all sorts of questions like, oh, can you, do you know where his Instagram is? Let's have a look on this. Let's find this out. Let's find this out about this this guy. And she came onto the call and she was like, literally done all my research. I'm going to be joining no matter what. I know you can get me a result. Our values align. Um, not bothered about the cost. I just want to get to where I want to be. And she was like, I already know that you're 100% genuine. You seem 100% genuine. You come across as someone that actually really cares. And I nearly, I was nearly in tears on the call. I was like, I've never been on a call with someone that has actually done that sort of research into hiring a coach. And I think that that is important. I think that you've got to then take steps to look at, number one, has this person got results? Number two, do their values align? Is what When you're reading their content, do you feel connected to their content? Do you feel mm-hmm. as if it speaks to you? Um, yeah. And also, has that person achieved the result that you want to achieve as yeah. well? Because if you're going to a coach who's, um, you know, for example, not really 
you know, is it maybe a running coach? Maybe doesn't have much size, not much muscle on him, and you want to put on and pack on muscle. Well, what makes you think that that's going to be a good idea to have a coach for that? Yes, they can help you in some degree. Give you very basic advice, but if they've never been there, they've never been in the trenches, they never be put in that tough amount of work to get to that. Yeah, I feel that that's a big difference between a floor PT and uh, online PT as well. As I feel the floor PT will take on any Tom, Dick, or Harry. Whereas like an online coach, you will see, it will say in their bio who they specifically work with, you know? So that's a big, big thing to think about as well is like, do you want to be working with somebody that works with bodybuilders and marathon runners and swimmers and weight loss clients and rehab and, you know, gut health expert? I would then start to be like, well, what are you an actual expert in? Because... Is it the weight loss or is it the bodybuilding coaching? You've got to, you've got to also value your own time. I've had people mm. jump on calls with me, and I've told them that I didn't want them in my program. Mm. You've so, got to, you've got to be able to. You've got to know your worth. Yeah, if if I'm, I charge X amount. I value my time. When it comes to clients that I want to work with, I then give them my all. If I don't take on people that aren't clients that I don't want to work with, but if I did, I wouldn't want to message them. I wouldn't want to make sure they're doing okay. Every time I'd look at my phone, I'd grimace. You know, I'd be like, ugh. You know, because I wouldn't, it's not for me. So imagine if you're a one-to-one personal trainer and you're like, oh, I love training bodybuilders, but then you're taking on literally every single person. Yeah. It's not going to end well for both. And no. um, I think th- this conversation sums up really the main difference and what you need to be looking for. And, you know, to give you a bit more clarity on probably what the difference is between online coaching and one-to-one personal training. And this is coming from two people that have done one-to-one personal training for quite a long time as part of it. But as I said, I think the natural progression from a good one-to-one personal trainer is to become an online coach. And once again, that also comes because that person wants to develop their knowledge. They want to get better. They want to keep pushing. If you, if that is the type of person that you want to help you on your journey, well, I'd say grab onto them and they'll take you places. Yeah. Simple as that. 